Oh, hej. <laughs> G'day and welcome to Bums on the Bench. My name is Jacko and I am joined by two guests. I am joined by one man who is normally very, very cranky, who is happy. And one man who is normally very, very happy, who is cranky. I fucking hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so... Listeners can't see this, but Josh has just realised he's about three metres of microphone cable and he's now pacing around our recording space like a stand-up comedian. I love this. This is great. <laughs> he's about to say something controversial. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm excited, boys. It's the first time I finally got my car fixed, so I'm allowed to come back in person now. I'm excited to actually have you back. Thanks. Thanks. It's hard doing when I'm under there, and he gets in a mood on occasion, but he's happy because last week his team just beat us at Anzac Day. So we said we'd talk about it. So let's talk about it. What a game. What a fucking game. Like that, honestly, I felt at the start, Roosters really had some sort of dominant force over us. Like they just came out firing on all cylinders. But God, Dragons actually held in there and brought it back a little bit. It was an exciting game. But before we get into the actual football aspect, I just there's a few details from the day that I just wanted to check with you, Josh. So yeah. Was it the first or second half you got in trouble from the police? Uh, first. <laughs> <laughs> About five minutes into it. <laughs> oh, excellent. The and then my dad also brought me up on multiple times parenting tell me, telling me not to swear in front of kids. Oh, I didn't know that. That's even yeah, funnier. Like, Stop swearing. That's <laughs> fucking like, fuck. Because <laughs> I was going off my head. I was calling everything. Oh, no, he didn't care about you guys. It was just me. Yeah, that's, that's what, what makes it funny. But, well, did you listen to last week? Because we described your dad quite quite well. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, were you going to have to listen to the start of last week's episode? Because I was like, let me just tell the listeners what Josh's dad looks like. And Bloke. described him. Yeah. <laughs> he he, <laughs> just so you're ready, Josh. I kind of described him as someone who wouldn't traditionally care about swearing in front of children. Yeah. I mean, he does have a shirt that says Australia respected or fuck on <laughs> it. <laughs> it is censored though. Oh, nice. Uh, I genuinely think that if you guys played Sam Walker, we would have beat you. No, I agree. I think Sam Walker is going to find it really hard to get back in the team. How good's Manu? Manu's he's, killing it. He's so good. I never realized five eighth was just it's just he needs to have the ball in his hands. If he's got the ball in his hands, he is just unstoppable, unstoppable that man, and he proved it with his try. Yeah, the second pretty, half was pretty good. What was it? Three dragons he ran over the top of to plant the ball down. Maybe I don't know. I was yelling. Yeah, I mean we didn't have rubber out in the right that actually kind of you know settled down their attack out there and which it just ran all over us. Like I'm sorry, but. And by, I know he got a try, but at the start, Eddie? it was. What are you looking at me for? I have no memory. You both looked at me. I don't fucking remember anything. Oh, was it Embi or was it? Um, Moga got three. I remember that much. And then broke his shoulder. I don't remember. Moga broke his shoulder. Yeah, he went off with a really injured arm. Yeah, That's like why he's he didn't fucked his shoulder. Week. He's out, injured. Oh, he shit. got a hat trick. Got hurt. Left the field. But he oh. did. No, to be fair, he didn't leave the field till fifteen minutes after. After the try that caused him the issue, and then he was like, "Yeah, no, I need to go." And then Embi moved out to the wing. Really, really smart play by Hook. I look. We're going to have to talk about Hook at some point today, and I just want to make it very clear: I have nothing nice to say. Oh no. <laughs> Fair enough. But let's just go through the key moments of Anzac Day itself, yep. because 
it was a it was an exciting game the whole world, and we only brushed over a few things last week, like my heart rate and us being in the the camera shot for yeah. the, the pivotal moment. I don't hey, know if we told you, Josh. Andy's smartwatch Andy. was giving him heart rate warnings because his heart rate was so high. In the game it was for the last twenty five minutes of the match. It was telling him to sit down and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting down and I was breathing just very heavily because my team was shitting the bed. You know this this is great because like. Man, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. Is your team going to give you early onset heart problems? Oh, they're probably going to give me a heart attack one day if they really shit the bed. This is why I turn the TV off when they start really sucking. This is good because actually I was about to bring this up. So, like, I see on the back of your car it says East 2022 member. Yeah. We'll win. Um, How many times did you quit the NRL last year? How many games did the Roosters play? (laughs) (laughs) That's how many you quit. He's quit five times this year. I've only turned it off once this year. If I've started watching it. I've seen (laughs) at least three separate messages of you going, no, no, no. no. I'm not watching this shit. No, no, no. As I said, if I've started, if I come into it halfway through and, ah, fuck this, that don't count. But if I've started it kick off, I've only quit once. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, What about last year? I don't remember. A lot. Six. Six? Six. Six separate times. I'm glad you actually knew. I have no fucking idea, hey. It's a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I remember, it's, it's, like, distinctively, three weeks at one point, it was just week after week. I didn't watch I'm it. I'm not for- fucking watching this piece of shit game no more. What the fuck are Roosters doing? Where's their defense? Well, it's true. Where was it? It was non-existent. As I've said before, defense is next to DeRode. Fair. <laughs> the defense is in the paddock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it keeps the horses in. <laughs> Can we actually talk about sports now? Yeah, we should probably talk about the game. So if we look back at it, before the game even started, I want to ask Jack, do you remember what I said to you on the train to the ground? Specifically about the way this match could go. No. I said to you, the Roosters get the first two tries in the first 20 minutes. It'll be a, a white, it'll be a walk. But if the Dragons can come back and score a try at any moment in between two tries of the Roosters, it'll be a very close game. And guess what happened? That exact situation. Yeah, literally that exact situation. That exact scenario happened. The last one. Yeah, we might have pulled out a a twenty to six lead and blown it, but yeah, because like you got Teddy in the fourth minute, then Moga in the fifteenth minute, and Radley in the twentieth. Exactly. Yeah, we're breaking up. Like, because you did have the twenty and twentieth and twenty eighth minute, but then we got the three unanswered. um, After your forty fifth minute one, so like there was also before your Jack Bird. Before your first try, yep. there was the disallowed try to Egan Butcher as well. It was too. I, I reckon if that was given, your boys were done and it would have been a, a slaughter. Oh. No, no, no. It would have demoralized your team and it would have changed the direction of the game if you'd have gone down 12 nil rather than bringing it back to 6 all. I don't know. That Those three unanswered tries really show that Dragons did not want to give that game up. And I, I feel like it may have disheartened them, but clearly they were showing there was this modicum of an offensive team that managed to break part of Roosters' impenetrable defense. Yeah, it's cool where Drew Hutchinson was on the field. I like Drew Hutchinson. I, I thought he too, was our he's best player. He's the, <laughs> I thought he was the best dragon on the field. He used to be a dragon. Really? Yeah, yeah he's he, really got hard-held feelings back for uh, feelings back for us. That's why he's always letting yeah. in the tries. Members, it's like when we it's like when Woods left and we caught him with forever. Dragons like he played for like 14 games. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, over three years. (laughs) (laughs) 
What are some other key moments, Andy? Run us through them. Well, the, the, the Teddy tried to open. It was within four minutes of kickoff. It was... Right in front of us. No, it was the other end of the field. Oh, no, it was too. That's right. We saw the we, break. We saw the break. and yep. Did yeah. we talk about Josh blowing his voice out last week? Did yeah, we mention that? I think we did. Yep. Josh blowing his re- voice in I remember the first it was fight. nice and quiet and you just hear Josh be like, uh, go on, boy! And then it was gone. <laughs> it was all over. Um, Love the team. One of our mates had a concussion and every time he yelled, he had to sit down and <laughs> just <laughs> relax for a while. Oh, yeah. Max's dad went off at him real hard after the game. He's like, what's the one thing I told you to do after the discussion we had yesterday? And Mac went, we had a discussion yesterday. <laughs> and he's like, I told you to sell your fucking ticket. Don't overstimulate yourself. So Mac went to the footy. Nice. And I tell you what, I was certainly stimulated. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I mean, a grandma spoke shit to Andy in the grandstands walking past. Yeah, that was nice. She's walked past and she's like, oh, so you're wearing that jersey. <laughs> yeah, she's walked past him to sit down. She's right. What's wrong with my jersey? It's a good jersey. It's got too many colours on it. It's got the right amount of colours on it. No. Three colours is better than two. No, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. Well, three is too many to count. Yeah. <laughs> For Dragons fans, it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we never have more colours than wins a season. So have some respect. That's fair. <laughs> Poor team. <laughs> oh. The boys, I, look, it was fantastic. I want to give a massive shout out to the Anzac Day for Sloan. I thought he was on fire. That old codger in front of us. Oh, oh my God. Okay. The existential <laughs> crisis man. There was a man sitting in front of Josh and I have never seen a more conflicted NRL fan. So some, some particular quotes that I remember for it is him turning around after giving Sloan a spray and looking at Josh being like, I really fucking hate him. He's the worst thing that's ever happened to this team. I'd go down there and fucking get him. And then Sloan puts on some great plays and he's standing in the stands screaming, be like, Sloan, you legend. <coughs> Don't forget the part where just before he scored the try, he was literally calling out, sandbagging him, saying, you're a piece of shit, Sloan. Where's the defense? How come you get wrapped up like that? And then two minutes later, <laughs> he scored. scored the and then he's calling him out, being like, Sloan. So I've never seen a more conflicted man. Like, Andy, you're normally the dude we look at like, Jesus Christ, man, you okay? But we were all looking at this other dude being like, I He was a hater. He, he, he was, was an, an absolute hater. hater. Oh, Shout out to the old guy, though. He's real fun. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yep. The, the, I, I somehow managed to get sat right on the end. So I got wedged between Andy, a grumpy Roosters fan, and then a dad and his son, who was just 18, Next to me, and they were also Roosters fans, and I thought I'd make a little bit of small talk and things like that. And then the dad, early on in the game, looks at me and goes, "So you decided to talk to the superior people?" And I look, <laughs> yeah, I looked at him and I was like, "Well, you know, I've just tried to make nice conversation. It's Anzac Day, because I was just trying to make like nice small talk, and then he shit talked me. So then I responded, and if anyone knows me in real life knows that I am not, I don't always say the nicest things. I went, "Look, mate." You're going to need at least six more teeth before you say anything to me again. But he's not a Rabbitohs fan. No, but he used to be. I could tell. <laughs> the man was missing a few a few teeth up there. And, like, his son just straight up did, like, the oh, no face. And the dude's just gone, okay, and looked 40 <laughs> and then left me alone for the rest of the match. <laughs> That's kind of My funny. My man. <laughs> like, what do you mean superior people? 
well, we are the superior people. We're from the eastern suburbs. There's a lot of money there. What we, do you mean we? we, we, we I am a superior person, you must admit. I am a Sydney fan. Where do you live? <laughs> the eastern <laughs> suburbs of Wollongong? <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Let me tell you. Coromel East, motherfucker. Hey, oh, hey, no, what's the not... other name for Coromel High? Criminal uh, High. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I had a bit of an argument with someone in the stands. Shocking. I can't believe it. i tell you what was cool. The fucking the curtain raiser that me and you got to watch, but Josh didn't because he was late. Yeah, what took you guys so long to get there? We went to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so you missed the Australian Defence Force take on the Australian Fireys. Yeah, instead I went and played two up, won 40 bucks, got a mad feed and got pissed. Yeah, but there was some good players in it that Jack even said maybe the Dragons should consider hiring. Bro. Yeah, but bro, you should see their food. It's so good. Yeah, because Eastern Suburbs has good food. Yeah, fuck it. I'll admit that. <laughs> Happily. Yeah, the people suck, but <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> the people suck. I, I mean, it was my most sober game of live footy I've ever been to, and I had a really, really good time. There's something awesome about a stadium with forty-one thousand people in it. Like the mm. atmosphere is insane. It was fantastic. I had the best day. I had the best day. It could have gone maybe a little bit better, actually. I wouldn't say the best. Three points better. Yeah, three points better. Well, let's talk about the moment because we actually got. A very, very good view of the kick. Yep. So, what was going through your heads when you see Manu jump out of dummy half and not see Kiri behind the fi- behind the play? What was going through your head? Waiting for it. Oh, I... I... I'm not the most... To put in perspective, Andy had to point out where my microphone was this afternoon. It was in my hand. <laughs> so, I don't notice anything when I'm watching football. So I was just watching it being like, hold him out, boys, hold him in. I was watching the right wing over over there being like, don't go out wide, don't go out wide. And then I look over to the goalpost as the ball's in the air. So I didn't even see the setup play. I've looked over, it's in the air, and I've already gone, oh, fuck. I, I've, I think I screamed like, oh, fuck no. And I've sat down, put my head in my hands. Because I missed the whole preamble play because they were looking to go out to the wing. Yeah. And then they cut it back to the middle. I fell for the dummy. <laughs> so I was watching the other field. Josh, what was going through your head? I was sitting there waiting for it, and then when I saw him get the ball, I was like, ah, look at that. That's within kicking distance. <laughs> he was right in front. <laughs> He's probably going to make that. Oh, shit. There's the goalpost. So for me, being a Ch- Chookies fan, time slowed down. Time slowed right the fuck down. So I've seen Manu jump out of the dummy half. I'm just, I yeah, see here. I see Kiri in the back play. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Time slowed down because you were having a heart attack. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you got to sit down, my man. <laughs> I was sitting down to begin with. Anyway, I see Manu running out and then I see the pass back and I'm like, he can kick that. Time slows down. I watched that ball. It must have taken a minute in my head for that ball to go over. But when I went over, I was cheering. And you can see it in the vision. Yeah, you can watch Andy cheer and you can watch me have like just a depressing <laughs> episode in this stands. It is quite, quite far the best piece of footage I've ever seen. <laughs> just because I knew where we were sitting and me and you were in that. And Leo was in that shot. No one else was. Shout out, Leo. <laughs> Shout out, Leo. Some random random friend of a friend who came with us and got absolutely roasted the whole game because he's a Tiger supporter. Poor bastard. Hey, man. After last week's performance, I don't know if we can be saying that as much. Yeah, we can. Yeah, of course we can, but let's <laughs> give it to them for a couple of weeks. Like, they beat the fucking Penrith Pampers. Full strength, too. Full fucking strength, and they play their heart out. Full credit to the boys. 110% left it all on the field. <laughs> In the wise words of the prophet, 
Buddha blocker. Good football. <laughs> you know what? They they ran hard, they tackled hard, and they scored more points than the opposition. Blocker must have been so proud. Oh, yeah. He was stoked. It was fantastic because it was regional round, essentially. We had a game in Wagga. Game in Bathurst. And a game... That was it, wasn't it? No, there was another one somewhere. Well, there was a game in Mount Smart Stadium, but that's a normal stadium. Yeah, there was a game at Wynn Stadium. That's true, too. You only get four of those a year. Six now. Well, the other games. I don't You've know. had two. So far. So, wait. <laughs> Manly's was at Four Pines. Yeah, that's Brookvale. Yep. Um, actually, I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, so they didn't do a Mudgy game. No, the Mudgy game was your boys and yeah, Charity Shield. Oh, I thought there was a game at Mudgy this weekend. No, there wasn't. No, 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 no. So they played at Bathurst and they played at Wagga. They brought one down here, but they do six of those a year, apparently. I only thought it was Someone four. told me it was six. I thought it was four. Either way, there's oh. your three regional games for regional round. Pretty good, good. Jo- good job, Alan. They were fantastic games, though. Oh, they regional really round were. always brings it. Like, man, that rain, that was absolutely killing them out of <laughs> Bathurst. Like, that stuff was bolting. Not a man left. No. They just all stayed. Hats off to them. Yeah, seriously. They get one NRL game a year, and it was just a whole bunch of old mates being like, I ain't leaving. Yeah. Same as the boys at Mount Smart Stadium, too. It was pelting down the Chooks game. Yeah, and they still had the um, Joker there, too. The Warriors Joker. He yeah. was there with a the poncho on. Yeah, of course. They had the Get Radley in the bin. bin. Oh, that was my highlight of the round of footy, was the Kiwi fella in the stand that had a mini wheelie bin that just said, get in, Victor. No, it was Radley, <laughs> get, get in. Get in, Radley. Right? Yeah, which is fantastic. Hey, we need to talk about that he didn't get the end of game. Oh, yeah, that moment. That was a load of crap. Soft. It yeah. was the softest yep. bin for Radley in the past three. Don't get me wrong. In the moment. You guys were stoked. I, oh, 100%. I, I, I bin, 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 bin. Get him off. Send him That's off fair. That is absolutely fair. But absolutely diabolical. Re, re-watching, it was a bit soft. It was the The, the one soft. angle that shows the shoulder contacting the head, I feel like there's more contact head. And the shoulder just sort of like it's head and then shoulder rather than shoulder than head. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So yeah, by letter of the law, Radley had to go for ten. I'm not disputing that. That the oh, rule I is would. shoulder to the <laughs> no, head. But they're like the consistency thing for refs is such a huge keep. Common sense needs to come into it. I I don't know. I, I kind of really am liking the approach they're taking with their current sin binning calls, if I'm being honest. Because man, like I get the you know the players are frustrated they're they're coming out they're saying this so there's a lot of stuff they're against and they you know they want to make these huge tackles that gets all this yeah. to press attention but they won't but the thing is the game has gotten way more dangerous the game has gotten significantly more likely to cause severe injuries coming through and I think it's because of the play, like speed up of the play that's been happening with all the rule changes over these years and I think. As terrible as it sounds, if you consistency here means that I I know they're in the heat at the moment and you can't always do it, but there are going to be some of those tackles now where they're going to have a second thought. And that second thought might just stop someone from getting a head injury. I understand that. But also, if you listen to what happened after the incident. Couldn't I was cheering. We couldn't couldn't hear a thing in the stadium, but I'm talking about what happened with Teddy and the ref. 
Teddy made a comment, and I think it's quite valid, even though probably not the way to, to approach it. He said, if that was anyone else, you wouldn't send him walking. That was what he said to the ref, and the ref said, I'm not having that go away now. You know what, man? No offense to him, but he's earned his reputation. He has earned a reputation, but in in all honesty, that this means now that anytime Radley goes anywhere near the head, it, it's just an automatic sin. Bin. But you know what, man? Man's going to have to suck because he's, he's going to have this for years. Yeah, but he'd only had four sin bins going into this season. Now he's at eight. And <laughs> that's more telling of him than anything. No, it's more telling of the refs giving, putting a fucking target on him. I don't want to say classic Roosters fan just. Being yeah, like, shut oh, up, you refs, fucking grub. Refs, oh, refs, refs, oh, refs. I tell you what, though, I want to know. We need to mic up Josh Reynolds next week. Whatever he said to the referee. Oh, the he said it was game. bullshit. Yeah, he said it was absolute bullshit. Like, they oh, is that the, it? That was all he said. Like, it was not much into it. The ref was just pissed off. Oh, man, because he, he had a tantrum on the field. The referee did. I, thought he, I swear he must have said something pretty good. It was the same ref as at our game. Same ref. Hey man, like I said, consistency though. This actually this led into my next point. Hip drops. Oh, oh yeah. Like my God. okay, so it is uh, becoming a phenomenon this year. It is blown completely out of water. And they're right, man. The second those studs are up, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous. Yeah, it's tackle. a very much a dangerous tackle. And I think that's where the sin binning of the other things needs to remain consistency with the large scale sin binnings of the hip drops. Because if they start getting lenient, then other stuff's going to start getting questioned, and then you're going to get a lot of pushback from this. I okay. think you need to have a hard line now so they know where it is. You okay. can't just be like, mm. boys, we're coming into Magic Round, which is. Ugh. No, Magic Round's Sorry great. For interrupting you, Randy. Because it's, it's referee crackdown time. Every yeah. year at Magic Round, there's a referee crackdown. Wait, and boys, a- question for you both right now. Go. This entire round. How many sin bins are we seeing? I was going to say, how many ACLs do you reckon we see, Don? At least three. At least. Have you seen Suncorp Stadium in the past month? No, I haven't been checking out the ground coverage. Horrid. It was Five. not holding up. But yeah, no, how many sin bins we got? Oh, at least 10. So we've got eight games. Eight games. There'll be two and one. There'll one. Be 14. Victor's on the field. There's one. I reckon six. I'm reckoning about seven to 10. 14. Go big. Get him walking. And Victor gets two of them. <laughs> because they didn't sin beat him last week, so they need to make up for it. <laughs> Victor gets two. Latrell definitely gets one. Oh, no. Latrell needs to get three so that Latrell can have the record. Because Victor and him are tied on most sin bins in the NRL history at the moment. Oh, Victor will blow him out of the water by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to end up with like 25 sin bins at this rate. At what stage? Like, do they go, you've had. How many sin bins? Like, is there anything else we can when do? When is Robert going to sit down and be like, hey, man, maybe it is your fault. <laughs> like, at one point, he's going to have to, like, pull the Band-Aid off and be like, hey, bro, maybe go for the legs. If <laughs> your <laughs> name is Victor the Inflictor. Best nickname in our world. Clearly, <laughs> you are the problem. Yeah. Look, great nickname. Great nickname. Look, we will not deny. Like, Honestly, that, that can we go stuff back, gets... Can we go back to the hip drop, though? Because there's oh, there's absolutely. one little thing I want to bring up, and it is tedious. There have yeah. been two hip drops this year that have been contentious, that have both been binned. Consistency. No, 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 no. And then later on in said game, there has been a severe hip drop that has not been binned. Correct. Were they in the scene? It was in the Broncos game a few weeks ago. There was, I think it was Payne Haas wasn't, and his was a severe one. And Ezra Mam was a minor one, and he was binned. Yeah, 
Which is so why they didn't this, play this weekend. It's why I think that if you're going to do what you say and crack down on them, then all need to be. Wait. But if if you send the other player, like the other player is forcibly taken from the field from a hip drop, then it should be an automatic sin bin. Which Agreed. is not not seeming to be consistent among all the referees at the uh, moment. But I think it's th- I think it goes back, and I, I didn't see the one in question, so please um, counteract me if I'm wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> Jack, fucking <laughs> bastard! You're talking to Andy, counteract me if I'm wrong. He goes, doesn't matter if you're right, you will be counteracted, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, now, what what was the feats up on the serious one? Like, what? Explain the scene to me. So I don't actually remember the actual incidents. All I remember was, I think from memory, Ezra Mann was just brought down. Like he was going in for the tackle. Tackle momentum brought them forward and he his his legs went up. Studs came up, but it was through momentum of the tackle and it came down normally. Yep. And they discussed that as being, yeah, no, that's a hip drop, go to the bin. Whereas Payne Haas has jumped into it in a way. He's done the classic like hip drop tackle. Yeah, Payne Haas does the classic hip drop tackle, doesn't get binned. Holding of the legs over the body, yeah. yeah. On the back of the legs, weight and drag down. And it was like penalty play on. Put and on report. He did get punished for this. No, he was correct? put on report. Yes. He was put on report and that's why he didn't play last week. Same yeah. as Ezra Mam. That now I agree with that. But and also you're very correct, they need to be a bit more onto it. Yeah, especially if it's if it's one of those situations like if if I'm remembering it correctly, and I might not be, but I'm pretty sure Ezra Mam was tackling like a winger or something. Momentum was just taking him forward. He was still coming down, but legs mo- just swung yeah, out. they just swung out. It wasn't intentional, so to speak. Whereas Payne Haas has looked more intentional in a way, is yeah. what I'm saying. Because yeah, I just wanted to find out about because like as they've been going on, it, it's the studs. Yeah, it's the stu- studs coming out of the studs. ground. It's that that's the point where they're like, no, no, that's a penalty. And like, I actually think that's a really good key point. It's a very easy uh, visual point that you can yeah. make, and then you'll have lots of playback coming from all these camera angles that you can review it properly. I think for any sin bin, any sin bin going forward, the bunker needs to review all angles and footage and have a monicum of common sense. Can? No, I don't think it can, but sin bins can't be reversed or reviewed. No, they? no. So they. Th- so what happened with the Victor Rally one, it wasn't going to be sent to the sin bin and then... The bunker has reviewed it. He has to go. It was sort of the call from the ref. Okay. So the bunker does review plays like this sort of thing. What I'm saying is, is let's reverse the decision. Referee on the field makes the call to send him to the sim bin. You get 30 seconds to review. And if the bunker agrees, then he goes to the bin. If it doesn't agree, it's all right, sim bin taken away. And penalty. Penalty. And I, I think that's the better way to do it. I think it should be more on-field ref makes the call. Bunker reviews after. And they do that for everything at the moment where you're coming to the point where why don't they do this for other things, which it might make more sense. Like yeah. you can you can continue the plays and I'm like I know they they go against the oh it stops everything, especially when they get the HIAs after the doctors. Yeah, exactly. But too fucking bad. Slow down this play sometimes because like I said earlier, it's causing more injuries this speed up of play. They are yeah. not able to properly rest between tackles. And it's just causing more fatigue, more likely that they're going to get more injured. I want to jump on the back of this because I was having a chat at work about someone in regards to the speed of the game. And while, yes, it has been a fantastic idea and the athleticness of the footy is awesome, what's really bothered me is that the reason I think we're seeing a lot of dangerous tackles is because there is no reward for tackling around the midriff 
Because as soon as you put them on the ground, you must release them. They can get up and play the ball. Mm. No one is given the opportunity for the marker to step back around in front and set that defense. So, like, why would I tackle someone around the legs and be behind them knowing they can stand up, play the ball, and I'm in an offside position because the second that tackle is completed, that ball-carrying elbow touches the ground, I have to completely let go of them. So I think that's why we're still seeing some of these big players tackle up around. Slow the play down a little bit. Let the marker get onside. So there's a little bit more to this. And there was analysis where they're talking about the focus of the game and what it is comparative to what it was 20 years ago. <coughs> the main focus now is your attacking positions are going for quick play the balls. They're looking for gaps. They're running through. They keep trying to push through. You look at 20 years ago, it was grabbing them, pulling them back, holding them down, slowing it down, and really driving those big hits in to you know counteract this. But also... They were talking about how the defensive focus as well because of the rule changes has led them to try and go for the opposing strategies of build a wall to block it up, not dive them down. Yep. And that, I reckon, is now causing this huge flow-on effect. Hold them up and wrestle standing. So instead of grappling on the ground, you're grappling standing and then you're swinging around their body causing a hip drop. Because, yeah, the only way as a defender you can maintain your marker position is to hit them around the chest and hold them up. Because if you're if you're getting them on the ground at any point, laying on behind them or next to them, you aren't given a single second to get back on side. So I just you know I agree. I've wanted the game to slow down just a little bit. One for the sake of the ACLs, and two for the sake of well, what's the point in fucking tackling someone if I'm just going to have to stand next to them and there's a hole in the defensive line and I've done a good tackle. And that's why I reckon their rule change this year with the attackers now have the responsibility. If they fuck that up, that is no longer a penalty. I think that is the greatest rule they introduced this yeah, year. Yeah, as soon as the ball's planted, yep. it's sort of like, at that point, it's your fault. Because sort of thing. it and is we've their seen, fault. And we've seen that a lot over the past, even few weeks. It's been seen, good. It's, it's been, been good. It's a great thing. Another point. I, want, I think that the best way to solve this whole solution is reward leg tackles. Because right now, as Jack's saying, they don't reward the leg tackles. They they sort of swing around. It's like, all right, you, you've got to let go. They play the ball. You don't get a chance to get on side. All right, you're allowed to hold them down until you're in position. You get five seconds. Yeah, something like that. Just something simple that you, you can keep your hand positioned on them. And while it's on them, you that player cannot get up and play the ball. You get five seconds doing it. And after the fifth second, then it's a penalty to the attacking team. Yeah, and I'll say you go. Yeah, and the referees are able to do this because, you know, it's... When that first call of held is had, you're allowed to maintain three seconds of contact. Exactly. So now when you see your legs tackle completed, just call held and yeah. count the same amount and of seconds. Let yeah. the held be the, hey guys, this is now the time to start getting off. Not the get off now, you're penalised type yeah. thing. Get in front of him, set the marker. Yeah, exactly. Let the marker like, be set. Otherwise, there's no point in having them. It's been around for a while and I think it was Vossi and Gus have both said that you need to reward legs tackles in this game because A, legs tackles are some of the better and more brutal tackles in the game because you wrap their legs up, they pull them down. looks fantastic on camera, but they're not rewarded for them. They, they do that, they're out of position. All of a sudden, you get a quick play of the ball and there's a break 20 metres down the side yeah, of the field. You wrap around straight around the first marker, go down in, and then yeah. you go through. Like, exactly. We've seen rabbits do... They take the most advantage of that. Exact well, that's thing. because their whole strategy is get Stop, quick, pl- quick play of the ball, get it to Cook. Cook does 20. Latrell then does 20 out of the scoot now, the dummy half position. It's... 
it's a stock standard play and it'll take that out of the game if all of a sudden legs tackles means oh, I've got to wait five seconds before I can play the ball. Do you reckon any of the players would actually have a problem with this? Like, you interview them, ask them questions. I like, reckon I reckon the ones that have perfected this quick play the ball are the only ones that will have a sook about it. So rabbits. Yeah, so exactly. And who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You've got to have a full set of teeth to actually make calls for the NRL, so no yeah. one cares about what they think. <laughs> I want to have a whinge about something in the NRL. Okay. I don't like NRL 360. No one does. I don't like Kenty. You sent me a clip and like, watch this. It was an 11-minute clip. I got four and a half minutes in and I turned it off. And yeah, that's you my didn't whinge. Get, you didn't get to the best part where he was just constantly biting into everyone about it. They had good points. Kenty didn't let them speak no. it. They, yeah, it's just like, I, 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 bowed, I powered through Kenty to listen to everyone else's point. And the funny thing was, they were all agreeing with Kenty. He just didn't realize. He yeah, didn't want to. <laughs> He's like, stop justifying me. Stop letting me on right. He's just an absolute fucking man baby. There's, well, if we're going to talk about panel shows, there's something oh. I want to talk about. I love a good panel show. I feel like I'm made for a British panel TV show. There's one panel show that, that <laughs> trumps... Every panel show when it comes to sport, and that's inside the NBA. <laughs> Ernie Johnson, Kenny the Jet Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, and the round mound rebounds, Charles Barkley. The four greatest entertainers of all time. Josh, you have no idea what we're talking about, do you? No. So inside the NBA is the TNT equivalent of like, the Sunday ticket before any TNT game, and right now they're in playoffs, so they're on every day. And they come on about half an hour before the start of play. They talk shit about the teams, fuck around with each other. Game starts, they're gone. Halftime hits, they get the halftime show. They Then the second half kicks off. Then they come back for a post-game wrap-up. Very, very funny because all they do is fuck with Charles. You love to hear it. So a few weeks ago in the Atlanta game, there was a bit of confetti. Like three or four pieces just dropping from the ceiling. That to stop the game. And it ended up on their segment, Shacked and a Fool, which is the dumbest shit that they could find that from that week. Shacked, act, and a fool. Hence, Shacked and a Fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I showed the clip to Jack earlier. What they've done is they've shown the confetti falling, and it cuts to sort of like the top of the rafters of the basketball stadium, and there's Shaq's dumb face on a person that's been photoshopped in there throwing confetti down. Cuts back to the inside the NBA studios on a camera hard on Charles. That's all you can see. Charles looks straight up. Charles had a hard on. No, it was hard on Charles. Oh, right. Gotcha. Like, yeah, the hard cam was on Charles. Oh, Jack. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> so they come out of this thing and Charles looks up thinking, oh, God, they're going to screw with me. Nope. Looks up again and then all this confetti just falls <laughs> on his face. And he just looks so disappointed <laughs> while the rest of them are pissing themselves laughing. Charles is also a very controversial presenter. He's said some things in the past. <laughs> Big old women down in San Antonio, according <laughs> to him. Yeah, there's a whole, like, it's been a running joke for, I think, like, six or seven years, right? Mm-hmm. A long time where they always bring up San Antonio and he always says that there's some big old women in San Antonio and they send a reporter down one time to find out, to interview him, and they, they found... Like, five cup, women. Five of them. And it, they've interviewed and they're like, see, Charles, none of them were big. He's like, why do you think the interviews took her all day? Took her all day to five? Find those five. <laughs> like, it's just... Brutal with it. He's always in trouble. And poor Shaq just like the other two presenters, credit to him, are professionals. Shaq's just he's in he's the corner gone. pissing himself laughing. <laughs> they it's like it's, it's like us with a TV screen and all the shit we don't cut. 
Well, or think, well, think about what Charles then did because he was talking about them eating churros and they had double hands. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't need to do the gesture, do we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll film this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to compare that to, you know, the other panel shows around there. So there's 360, the Sunday ticket, the AFL 360, which I don't watch. <laughs> I barely watch the sport. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Oh, there you go. They get they get laughs. The only people that get laughs in the NRL are what Maddie Johns and the Fletch. Yeah, and Heidi. Heidi. They're fantastic. And the Does he still is he still on there? Oh uh, no, I don't think I, he's I think anymore. He's not, but he's, he's a podcast now, isn't laughs he? When he was oh he was yeah, he had some fun- brutal segments. No, the best segment he ever did was the I think either the dirtiest NRL player. Where it was between Fletch, Heidi, and Maddie, about who was the dirtiest NRL player, or why Ennis and Heidi hated each other, and they said it was sexual tension at the end. Yep. Because one time, um, it was a Heidi or Ennis who had his accidentally nah. dacked the other one and face. No, no, no. It. What happened was is just randomly in a game, Ennis was you know Ennis was notorious for chatting, chatting the players, and he got under Heidi's skin, and Heidi threw a punch, and it was very rare for Heidi to throw a punch. And from that moment on, Ennis was apparently Heidi's mortal enemy. He even spoke about him off the field in an interview. Yeah. And had to come out and apologize <laughs> about it. He's like, he's just a grub. <laughs> like in an interview, they're like, so you know what happened on the field? He's like, oh, he's just a grub. Like it genuinely <laughs> irked him to the point where there's so many good footage. There's the time where Heidi's got someone else by the scruff of the neck, sees Ennis behind the other player, drags him out of the way and then grabs Ennis over his head and drags him in like genuinely hated him. <laughs> and now they work together. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of them have premierships. No, Ennis does. Who with? Sharks in 2016, dickhead. I wasn't watching footy then. <laughs> I was at university. So I was at, No, I was, I was at work. I was in Perth actually that day. How do you record the day? Okay, so fu- <laughs> funny story. So for the NRL grand final, I actually had to fly to Perth and film a rugby game that day. And to soften the blow, both my bosses flew over with me. So we got the game done and we were like, we, we can make it to the pub in the next half hour. We'll be able to watch the game. And our flight was 1.30 that night. So we had nowhere to be. And it was like 3 in the afternoon in Perth because they're on stupid o'clock time. So we drove, we speed to the pub. We get blind drinking there. And then, yeah, That's after the colors. game. But then we got piss whacked at the airport too. So we're already <laughs> drunk. We still had five fucking hours. So we went to the pub at the airport. Well, let's just drank. go get fucking stoned at the airport too. Then. Let's get piss whacked, boy. Um. <laughs> Back to sport ball. How about the games this week? Well, they're all at fucking Suncorp Stadium, aren't they? Sorry. How about the games last week? Yeah, that's better. They're all right, man. I think I watched most of them, like usual. I watched I, one. <laughs> yeah, which one was that one? I actually watched the Trooks game start to finish. Weirdly enough. You're telling me you didn't watch the Tigers-Storm game? No, Tigers I didn't. Tigers-Penrith game? I didn't watch that. I did watch the, the final seconds of it, though, when the Tigers won. God, that felt and good. And, like, six of their players didn't know the team song. <laughs> Dude, what, but also fucking fair enough. Like, <laughs> it gets sung once like a year. 275 days now, since their last win. Yeah, nine months of playtime, 275 days of actual That's mental. lifetime. Wasn't Imagine being like that shit. Round, I'm going to say it was in the single digit round. No, I think it was like round, or 12, round 12 or 13 last year. 
when they won. Because they won four times last year. Shockingly. Yeah, I don't know how they managed to get that many. But a couple golden point wins in there with Jackson Hastings boot. There's mm. two of them. But like let's let's go over some of these games. Cause man, this week was we were either in whitewash territory or this game was butt clenching. Like yes. Yeah. You think about it. Rabbits versus Broncos. <laughs> Eels versus Knights. <laughs> Sharks <laughs> versus Cowboys. <laughs> but then you look at the end of it. Panthers versus West. Warriors versus Roosters. Like, even though they kept them scoreless, it was a tight It, it, it always felt like the Warriors could, if they played good footy, it blew could my get mind. back in. It blew my mind that they didn't go over the line once because they looked really good all game. Did you hear about the batter? He put 50000 on the Roosters to win 1-12. to 12. Oh, no. How much did he get? Nothing. 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 Oh, they won by 14. no. So for the last 20 minutes, he's like, please score, please score. Holy shit, please score. <laughs> Some dude put, like, I think it was 500 bucks on the Tigers to win the other day. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the odds for that? Because that whoever like, has taken the Tigers has just skyrocketed their money. Yeah, that would have been, like, paying, like, four or five bucks. I think have to be. But, like, depends. I, 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 let's not start talking about gambling. I don't want to Yeah, I gambling. hate gambling. I fucking hate sports bets so much. Why and they're stupid so- ads. Racist, too. Isn't that points bet that's got the racist one? No, that's sports bet because they had the Egyptian one. Oh, okay. uh, and now they've got that. Whatever. Have you seen the newest one? No, I don't watch ads. I don't watch oh, TV. Bruh. Like, it is not good. And they're not allowed to advertise during sport anymore, are they? No, they still are. They still do. I thought that All was. All fucking a- time. They have to now say you win some, you lose more. Think about what you're gambling. Yeah. Vlandis came out today in the news and said that. Um, Betting on sport actually adds to the entertainment of it. I'm like, well, it doesn't. <laughs> Let's not encourage a gambling culture of this fucking. Oh, I want to society. talk about the Red Rooster ads. They suck. They suck. But have you noticed that, you know, because it's essentially it's a it's a person, and then there's his conscience that speaks to him. Have you noticed it's not the same actor? It's like two random people. No, but have you noticed that the conscience is always the same person? Yes. And that for some reason. None of them are white. It, <laughs> like every time, the main person is some different ethnicity, and then there's him. Yeah, the, a very white dude is the conscience. I don't get it. Did somebody say KFC? <laughs> I'm gonna strangle you this fucking cord. <laughs> All right, we're hanging out the corner. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> well, you're talking about chicken ads for fuck's sake. Mm, we're I meant to be talking about some s- red rooster right now. We're meant to be talking about sport ball. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about the game, because I'm really, really... Which game? The game. The game. The game. The game. Tigers versus Penrith. I was going to say you lost the game, but anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, but like... <laughs> no, it, it, I, I just... I know I'm harping on about it, but I've not seen a better defensive effort in the rain. They fucking took their sets. They held their boards. They did not allow errors, and it just showed that Tigers had... Something else in them. I I don't know where it came from. Like I genuinely we have seen no signs at all this year of improvement mm-hmm. or we haven't even seen like a build up to this. There hasn't been like a couple of like really close calls where like, oh they're building, they're building, they they're gonna get it eventually. They just dug the nah, last the Manly game they look like they sorta nearly had it. 
Yeah, but I, I get what Jack's saying. It wasn't the game where you're like, nah, okay, now I'm starting to think. It didn't leave me sort of just waiting for that last Penrith try to yeah. just come in, yeah? Especially yep. because they're known for the points at the last minute, too. Yeah. And shout out Afi Coruscant. That's got to feel so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> to your own club, <laughs> yeah, man. To your own club. Beating them in the rain. It was just a shame. The only thing I want to say a shame about that game was that it wasn't at the Panthers' home ground in Western Sydney. No, I want to say it was good that it wasn't there because I think if it was there, Penrith would have come home with it. I really think Penrith could have won it if it was at their actual home ground. Probably, but can you just imagine the scenes? I could. They're, that stadium would get turned upside down. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. And now let's talk about the frustrating game. Which one? Dolphins versus Raiders. Oh, oh, yeah, that one too. So the NRL have come out and said that uh, that was a knock-on. Two plays before the um, field goal. Ah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hate to hear it, don't you? NRL admitted they made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I kind think of every a big one. fan could have told him that. Yeah, it was a big one. Like that, that cost the team the game. Wayne Bennett, uh, in his the article that came out in the Sydney Morning Herald today, said that what What are you gonna do? Like. They, they cost us the game. Big whoop. We're going to have to move on. Yeah, there's nothing you can there's do. There's nothing we can do I, about it. I respect it. his, like, it's just about next week now mentality. However, the fans, oh, they, they can, can hold on to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be, like, a core memory for a lot of Dolphins yeah, fans. you remember in our first year when we w- nearly would have won one game? But, nah, it was a knockout. But just give it to it anyway. Was this... Jack Whiten's first game since the contract. Yes, yes, it was. So this is the one where he cried in the post. Yeah, I was going to bring it up. Yeah, so he... Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. I mean, I get get it. Huge release of emotion. Yeah, yeah. It must have been massive. Um, I like Ricky Stewart. I like the fact that he's like a bit of an emotional roller coaster. It's kind of funny. It's, he's fantastic. You truly don't know what we're going to get with that boy any given day. Well, that's the thing. He's there tearing up and he's like, yeah, so, you know... And it really pissed me off. Thank you. And then just leaves a press call. <laughs> like it's just down and up and down and up. Like calling that dude a week got a dog a couple of years ago. That was last year. Last year. Just mental. Like, I mean, being an NRL coach cannot be easy. Yeah, look at fucking Bellamy. Looks like he's aged fifty years since um he started coaching in two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah. It's he, only been it's only been twenty one years. He doesn't look good. <laughs> he doesn't look good. Look at Hasler. Hasler looks frazzled. Hasler if Hasler goes to the Dragons, I I pray for that man's heart. I do now, can we talk about what fucking happened today with the Dragons? Okay, so mm. I broke the news to you two and you both you had the mm. exact same reaction that apparently Lomax had. Good. I was having a good day. And then Hook dropped Lomax. Like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, there's a couple things. His kicking is not Pristine. reflecting what it should be doing. He's missing a large majority of them, and it's quite a poor uh, percentage this year. Yeah. And for the fact that they put him out on the left to try and get better defensive uh, with Benny Hunt, but it's that not fell through because yeah. he doesn't even want to be out on the left anymore. Oh, he never wanted to be out there. It's his non-preferred no, no, side. Benny, I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about Lomax didn't want to be out there either. No, but Lomax got ditched out there. That's uh, what I'm saying. When he got moved across for that defensive play, they it just fell apart and he was left out there. And him, like, I know he's... T- it was to get rid of that fucking flick pass. He always does. He just doesn't look. But there are clearly 
more pressing issues with some of the players in, dra- in the Dragons team than Zach Lomice. Because Zach, bit of a grub. Yeah. Not, not yeah, denying yeah, yeah. that. But he's our grub. But that man... He's like how Josh Reynolds is their grub at the Doggies. He, he's one of our largest offensive attacks, and I feel like we've been gutted slightly because of it. And say it once, I'll say it again. Hook, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I think that the biggest the biggest thing they should have done was not drop not drop Lomax. Maybe drop Amon, put Sullivan in there. Sullivan needs to get a run. And if like, we're going to run him a little... Little would be a good center. Little needs to come back in. L- Everyone's hook, hooker. He should yeah. be starting hooker. Not he should M-bye. be starting hooker. No, I agree. No, like fuck Sullivan. No, Don't. I'm saying Sullivan should be playing six. Yeah, so no, he's can, a six. Yeah, he's a six. Yeah, why why is he moon? not? So you guys didn't pay attention to Reggie's last week, did you? No, no. So what Sammy the fuck is Reggie's <laughs> reserve grade where Sammy Walker went and he was playing your boys and Jaden Sullivan ran rings around him. This this kid's just come down from first grades looking for a bit of a confidence boot and gets run around <laughs> by, by the dragons <laughs> by the dragon six who can't even make the team. You know what I mean? Like, how is this kid not in your squad? Because all Hook cares about is big boys from Queensland. Front. From Queensland. Right. If you if you're from Queensland, you're in our starting side. He's fucking just doing outdated strategies where he's not going into the quick play of the ball. And that's why we are losing some of our players that are just... like We have had some really impactful wingers. Yeah. And we fumble it so hard every time. Yeah, I'm I'd looking at Saab. Saab, I was ready for that boy to do things. And he did do things in Manly. We can't deny that. That first year he went to Manly, he was unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Dragons are just known for fumbling anything attacking-wise. I think it's more that the Dragons are known for fumbling anything that is under 25. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to make it. No, that's, oh, that's, that's good. so true. <laughs> that, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. If you're under... Say fumbling or fondling. Fondle, fumbling. Oh, right. Oh, I God. didn't say fondling. That's no. what I heard. <laughs> No, no, he said fondling under 15. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's the what doggies. the doggies. <laughs> <laughs> like, How many more games do we have to lose until Hook gets fired? I'm surprised he hasn't been sacked. Well, how many game? How many more games are you going to put Hook out there when Jason Riles is literally one week away probably from signing with the Storm? Or, sign, or saying, no, I'm going to stay with the Roosters for my last year and then go take over the Storm because... Bellamy's apparently weighing up coaching again next year. I would I would take pretty much any coach. I would take Shane Flanagan at this point. I don't think he's leaving Manly anytime soon. I would take Madge Maguire. I would take Dez. Jamie Soward. He's not getting oh, Do you know what? Fuck it. Play two weeks without a coach. See what happens. We're not going to get worse. No, we could ask some dude from down the street. He might be a better coach. Right, well, let's ask that dude from the stadium who was going off his nut in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have a he run. He clearly knows how to have a screen. <laughs> I, um, it's, been, it's been really disappointing because, and like, not that I think our team is a premiership winning team at the moment. I'm not going on the line to be like, oh, if we didn't have Hook, we'd be winning. No, I think we'd push the eight, though. I think we'd get knocked out in the finals. We have a really decent lineup. You just do though. Like I'm not going to deny that there is there is potential in that lineup. I think what you guys are lacking is a solid six. 
Like you need you need someone to run five eight that's a running forward, but can also attack because Amon can't. And it's not Embi. Stop giving him the number six jersey. And also, you just you need a utility on the bench who isn't little. Little needs to be starting as hooker. As hooker, and you need an attacking utility on the bench that can slot in at either second row, lock forward. Or push comes to shove. Let's say Zach Lomax breaks his arm. He can f- slot into center or he can slot into the wing and he can push the wing to the center or something. You need something like that. I reckon give it to the second Fini brother. So they played for the first time together this year on the wings. They looked Bottom all right. They both look really good. So I think it's Matt Fini has been the regular in the starting yeah. lineup and he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. Probably one of our most consistently best players when he's on the field. Matt's got to run... Last week. Last week, and he was on the other wing, and he looked pretty damn good too. They both, they're local boys. Hmm. Couchman's been a great get. Like, we we have such a good junior development area to catch from. Yeah. You've got a big area too. It's not just the Illawarra. You're also down South Coast Rugby League as well. That That's a big area for you guys, like Jeringong, yeah, Kuyama, Group Set, the, the Group 7 area. That, that area is such a just a talent pool that these guys can pull from and they just don't. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, there's tons. The, probably the biggest name to come from Group 7 is Ruben Garrick at the moment. And exactly. He's killing it. Exactly. Like, we do have a very formidable force down here and it's always been known in our brutality, but I just, until we get better feeders, like, actually, you know, starting to come up in our team. With, yep. With and also, like, if losing water. hook means we lose Ben Hunt, but it means we get to do a proper clean out and a rebuild, I'll take it. And I, I love Benny Hunt. I've said point, it many times. Yeah, I'll take it too. I'll take I, it. I, I think at this point, you just need uh, to blow it up and rebuild from scratch. And you need to pick a solid six and seven to put behind. Because I'm only worried one. that if we don't, we'll be the next Tigers. And this will be us for the next 10 years. There's only one slight issue with that. And that's getting that six. Let's say Benny Hunt goes. Getting that, that solid half in there just stick to moment. build around. Really? Yeah. You'd really just build around a move? I, no, not build around him, but just stick him in for now until you find someone. Because, man, like, I, it's going to be a short changeover. Let's be honest. It's going to it's gonna blow up. Things are going to happen, and we're going to need someone to fill in Im- immediately. So at least Amon has had the training working under Benny to try and get this position when he does retire. So why would not just put him in there for now? Like, uh, fuck. Well, it's just, not like anything else we're doing is working at the moment. I think putting yourself in a losing position prior to blowing up is the worst thing you we're could do. We're in a losing position, Randy. We're losing every week now. Yeah, we're not doing too good, bro. No, we're not even no, no, losing no, but, games. We're losing but, people, losing fans. But you're losing games by one to two points. Like, you're blowing up like, oh, we're not doing yeah. that well. But you're, I know losing every game is not ideal, but if but, you're still putting in enough of an effort to lose six points or less. That's a, that's better than what the Tigers have been doing. But you know what, man? It's not even that. It's because, like, the, the scores are not indicative of what we see at the games. That's fair. What we see at the games are fumbles, missed opportunities, bad passes. Shocking defensive reads. Yes. Like, it. sure, we might be still able to get some of the points, but the actions and the missed opportunities clearly show we should be... 18 points ahead of where we normally are, I'd say. I'd say so. Because yeah. we have at least one to two tries that are just so clear, easy tries that we just fumble the bag on. Fumble, or yeah, 
put a foot out of line or throw a wonky pass. You boys haven't checked your lineup this week, have you? No. No, no, So, unfortunately, Jacob Little's in the reserves, but they put Sullivan at 14. Okay. At least he gets a run, but I wonder what they're going to use him for. Centers. I re- I, no, I don't reckon he'll be in the centers. I reckon he'll, because s- Mbai's still starting nine, so I reckon he'll swap out with Yeah, Mbai. no, but they'll use Mbai as a rotating utility player. Is Mbai a Queenslander? Yeah, gives actually. Up, yeah, yeah. See, I told you, if you're a Queenslander, you get a run. Like, Mbai is not a bad NRL player. He's a great utility player. I'll give it to him. He yeah, can. He's not a starter. But he's, he's not a starting but player. But yeah, we use him as a rotating hooker, what which is should, unfortunate. What you should do is have Mbai move to... So, start Sullivan, Mbai at 14. Mbai swaps on for either 11, 12, or 13. Move Jack Berg. Let's say you move him for 11 and 12. Jack Berg moves to the, per- the second row position, and you have Mbai at lock, and you have a running lock that way. Now, I kind of want to keep Jack at lock. He I, is great. I, I understand I understand that. I'm trying. You're saying you want him on the field. I know. I'm saying, great utility. If, I'm saying for Mbai, I actually think... No, You'd I can't be see better off in the <laughs> winger position. Well, then he has to start at that position. Yeah, that's fine. But what I'm trying to say is I don't think starting him as a rotating utility player is working for us at the moment. So maybe Locke, like, he's a great utility player, but where he's being played in and the people that, you know, would be um, rested because of it, it's just not adding up. I, I, I actually, looking at your lineup this week, Toby Couchman's been dropped to 18th, man, unfortunately. Which is pretty rough because I know I know he had that knock on in the Roosters game, but he is a really really good young footy player. DeBellin starting in the front row. That's fine. Um, yeah, DeBell, I, I hate. He's him. look. He's we don't like him. He's a good football player. Yeah, he's he's not doing the worst. Yeah, but I I think honestly, he, here's how I fix the Dragons going forward this season. You keep Sloan at one because it's just that's where he has to be. If you if you're that. If you really want Mbai on the wing, I've got nowhere to put him this week because you've got Ravalawa back this week. Oh, is Ravalawa back already? Rav's back. So you've oh, got Suli. Right. We're at round 10 now, aren't we? Max Fenai is actually starting in four. Nice. Nice. So they've put him in the center. That's okay. You've got, I would actually start Jaden Sullivan at six and put Talatel Moan on the bench. Have Keep Benny Hunt seven. I guess keep Jack DeBellin at eight and Blake Laurie at 10. Put Jacob Little at starting hooker. Yep. And then you've got 11, 12, 13. Keep them the same. Keep your 15, 16, 17 the same. Do you want to be on a coach, Andy? I'd no. vote for you. No. I'd would. vote for him, yeah. Absolutely. But the other thing you'd have to do is you've got three front rowers. So I'd actually, I'd dump We're Michael. I'd, I'd dump either Michael Milo, Ben Murdoch, Malasina, or Josh Kerr. Uh, not Ma- Murdoch, Malasina. Wait, I'm week. just saying one of them. And bring a second. Josh Kerr. <laughs> Easy. He's a bring, fucking Milo version of Paul Vaughan, and Paul Vaughan sucked. Put in a second row or someone in, that can rotate in that second row for you as well. Because okay. that's what's doing really well at the Chookies. Because all of a sudden now we've got Crichton and Satilli back. Those two can ro- rotate into the second row, and then you've got two front rowers that are uh, two second rowers that can rotate into the front row as well. All of a sudden you've got a massive rotating sec- forward pack. Mm. That's my two cents, at least. And you've got a big test this week because you're coming up against the Tigers after a win. <laughs> Leading into the last topic of, and I know we brought it up, but now I want to you know, wrap it up with something nice because it is the magic round. Ugh, the yep. worst round of the NRL. You know, it still brings a crowd. I kind of like what they're doing with it. Maybe they should have done it between two cities, like up in Queensland or something like that. Well, you know, and I had to do this. Do it at, do it at Allianz and SCG. It's two football fields right next to each other. Yeah. Literally. Two in each. Yeah. But... I digress. 
How's everyone feeling for it? What are we thinking? Oh, I think we're going to see some ACLs done this weekend and we're going to see some seasons over. We've discussed that. I'm talking points, teams, and tries. Oh, I need to look at the tips. All right. I've got we them right here for you. I haven't done Okay, them. go. All right. So, Bulldogs versus Raiders. Is that the starting round for Magic Round? Friday, 5th of May, 6 p.m. Wow. I'm going to tip the Raiders. Absolutely. I don't know. There's no other. Eagles versus Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. I mean, I, I know. After last week's Manly's performance. I mean, after last week's Broncos performance. But Manly have had more sustained injuries and they are showing weakness within their major key And players. Tommy Turbo's injured. Yes. Um, Panthers, Warriors. I'm going to go Panthers. I can't. I can't. Even though they I still want to stick with Warriors. I want to stick with the Warriors. But after last week, it's real hard because they did go scoreless. Panthers have just come off a loss. You never want to come against the Panthers after a loss because you know Cleary sticks it to them. The one I actually think is going to be the best game. Sharks, Dolphins. No. Storm, Rabbits. Should be a belt. Well, yeah. Storm have shown their Sharks, Dolphins is beforehand. Oh, you Sharks. know what? Damn. That's just a... Back-to-back top game. No, I'm still picking Storm Rabbits. I st- I reckon both teams I hate are to do showing it. real tenacity at the moment. Oh, I think the Rabbits will pimp them in by two points. I think Rabbits will win. It's going to be Absolutely. such a close... If, if it's both teams playing at their best, it'll be so close. It'll be hard to pick them, but it'll come down to a Rabbits uh, penalty goal. I reckon it'll come down to Cameron Murray. You reckon? Yep. I reckon he'll do some weird... Or RCG. Not Sp- RCG. Um, Reagan... Nah, Regan Campbell Gillard plays for the Pe- no, no, Eels. No, I'm, I'm talking Campbell Gillard. My bad. Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham. <laughs> Dude, I knew who you. So I knew who you meant. Names. I He's I fantastic. I, I love Campbell Graham. Okay, Campbell Spoon Graham. Bowl, Dragons and Tigers. Dragons. I'm gonna take Dragons. You know why I'm gonna take the Tigers? Because is gonna do his ACL. We're gonna win. <laughs> uh Chookies, North Queensland. Chooks. Chooks. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Let's uh, let's digress here. What is happening to the Cowboys? Like, oh, defensively, I, they're faltering. Oh, I think they've been figured out. Because they, they, their attacks are not that great either. No. Nanai's been shut down at every opportunity, and he's suspended for a few weeks now too. Yeah. Townsend's getting red, especially with his kicks. It's oh, just, yeah, his kicking is shocking. There's yeah. been a few games this year. I'll take an easy win. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take an easy win. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, take the easy win. But, no, I've watched... A good chunk of the Cowboy games, and his kick seemed to be really off at the moment. Like he'll pop, like put up an attacking bomb that lands fifteen meters out from the line, or he'll put in like an attacking punt that goes out on the full right near the sideline. He's not great with his kicking at the moment, and they're really they're putting a lot of reliance on drink water. They're expecting such big plays out of the dude, but Townsend isn't there to create these opportunities. I, I think. This is a classic, like Sammy Walker at the Roosters. Chad Townsend's not not playing his role at half correctly, which is putting more pressure on Drinkwater to perform. And, and the more pressure on Drinkwater to perform is where everything's sort of shitting the bed because Drinkwater is similar to Joe Manu. He likes to just pop up, maybe get 20, 30 metres up the field with a line break, get the ball back on the inside, fullback goes in for a try. He likes doing things like that. He likes putting a kick in. 20 out from the line on the third tackle and all of a sudden there's a try off a kick, you know what I mean? Like Little things like that. And because Chad Townsend can't get his shit together and work the half-back role, which is constructing the line, keeping the line flowing, keeping it forward, for you know, doing doing half-back shit, mm. 
it's causing the Cowboys to falter, and I don't think they're going to win many games this year. I so really don't. Is a solution then to give the seven to Tommy Didden, who's playing really, really well every week, like Tommy Didden's still trying his heart out, and then putting Chester in at number six? I don't think the issue is dropping Townsend. I think it's a restructuring of their plays and I trying think it, to it's push a, it back to their forward back. It's a, it's a little bit of just restructuring, going back to basics in a way. That might be the smartest thing about football you've ever said, Josh. <laughs> that was fantastic. I, I think it's all more about just going back to basics for the Cowboys, relearning their positions and starting again. Thanks, Blocker. Anyway, we've been bums on the bench. We'll see you next week. Hey. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media because Jack forgot that again at Bums on the Bench. Listen to our other show at Formula Bums. We'll be back with a preview and a review of last round and the round coming. I forgot what tracks they were. but It was Baku bo- and Miami. That's right, and they were shit. Anyway, see you.